Genre. Hello and welcome to the final Rocky Minute. You're kidding. The daily podcast where we have analyzed the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am one of your hosts, Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. The other one? They know who I am. Today, we're knocking out minutes 118 through the end of the movie, which is about 35 seconds into minute 120. Mm-hmm. Which begins with Paulie's first selfless act ever. Ever? Ever. And it ends with a black screen. Which is how we started. With a black screen. Ashes to ashes. <laughs> okay, so we know why. So Adrian yelled and Paulie, and now we see why. Yeah, he's getting roughed up by the cop, as, as cops are known to do, just rough people up. And a- Adrian is looking for a little help. So Paulie's running some interference with the cop as he pulls up the rope behind him. He reaches behind him and pulls up the rope so Adrian can climb into the ring. Mm-hmm. And the first thing Rocky says to her before their embrace, we touched on it last minute. Where's your hat? Mm-hmm. I already explained my thoughts on this, and so I'm not going to get into it again. No. I mean, they're mm-hmm. solid reasoning. Yeah. Like, she's his focus. She's, That's it. it but he it. always not- he notices the little things. Rocky is into the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, so he notices when she gets to that she's not wearing a hat anymore. And that's He just what? completed the biggest... Biggest moment in his life, and that's what mm-hmm. he's focused on, which I think is, I think is adorable. Right. So, Paulie lifts up the rope. Adrian, I don't understand why she couldn't just lift this rope up herself, but whatever. <laughs> so she asks for Paulie for how Paulie is distracting the cop, lifts the rope to get Adrian in the ring. But I, the other thing I don't get, and I know it's a movie, and it probably was a nice. They wanted to show Paulie doing something nice, mm-hmm. but like this is his his girlfriend. Like I think she can get in the ring. Like, he's calling for her. She's yelling for him. Like, he wants to get in the ring. Like, I think I think he could have just yelled to the cop, like, yo, let her in the ring. And the cop would have let her in the ring. Or like, she's like, that's my boyfriend in there. He'll go, he's everybody's boyfriend. He's my boyfriend. He's your boyfriend. <laughs> or if the, if, the, if, the, if he said to the cop, like, can you get my girlfriend in the ring? And he's like, which one's your girlfriend? He's like, she's the one wearing the red hat. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop's like, oh, no, lady, it's not you. Get out of here. Nice go, try. Go get back to the pet shop. <laughs> But her response to where's your hat is, I love you. And he says, I love you. As the music hits its crescendo. Right. Which is also our ending, our outro music for our episodes. That's the moment. Yeah. This embrace, the the I love yous, the hug, the kiss. Like, that's it, man. That's what they end the movie on. And they, they pause on his face as he's holding her. His eyes are closed. That's just, that's the pinnacle of his life. Mm-hmm. Now with the alternate ending. Oh, here we go. Here feeling, we go. I have a feeling a script reading is coming up. See, I'm not going to, uh, I'm mm. not going to read that. I'm just going to touch on a couple of things here. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Rocky asked Mickey if he could have his locker back. Ha ha ha. Um, but what, what really happens here is the fans swarm the ring mm-hmm. and you know, they're, uh, they're, they're chanting Apollo, Apollo. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they hoist Apollo up. Um, there's some of Rocky's. This is the the original, the original ending. ending, right? Make that clear. This was this was filmed, too. This was filmed yeah. this way. Wait, you know, maybe our fans don't know. So they hoist Apollo up. The, the place is it's just bedlam. 
the whole place is you know going crazy, mm-hmm. and Rocky can't get to Adrian because mm-hmm. like his fans are swarming him. Right. So Rocky can't get to Adrian. Adrian can't get to Rocky. He fights through the crowd, and he finally makes it to Adrian, where they have a little embrace. But then they just just the two of them. Everybody's like the the focus and the the craziness is in the ring, and right. all you see is Adrian and Rocky walk out. I guess through the same entrance where she came mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. into the arena, right? Uh, and that shot of them two holding hands walking out is the famous movie poster, mm-hmm. which is also um, the silhouette of that is our Rocky Minute logo, right? But uh, I guess Stallone and Adelson afterwards thought that everything after Rocky and Adrian's embrace mm-hmm. was was kind of downhill, like the the mood. You know, you hit the high when they meet each other, but then after that, they, um, you know, the emotion kind of sags, and then as as uh, Rocky and Adrian walk out, so they wanted to capture the peak emotion, which is them embracing and Rocky at the just the 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 highest moment of his life when he has Adrian in his arms, he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish in the ring, and that's all that he wanted to do. So they stopped it right there, which I think everybody can agree was the right move. Yeah, of course. And it was, um, I remember the reading about the alternate ending, how they were walking out and everything was just littered with trash and they were just, mm-hmm. and that was like, uh, they were just basically saying that, that these two are going to go back to their boring lives. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. I, I had read this thing, though. I wanted to read this about the ending. I read this thing online that said, Sources reported that Sylvester Stallone and John Adelson nearly came to blows over the film's ending. Stallone wanted Creed to be the clear winner of the fight as a way of showing that there are other victories for Rocky. But Adelson cut the conclusion in such a way that the preview audiences were not sure who had actually been declared the champ. They did agree, however, on the resolution to the Rocky-Adrian story. I got the same thing up. Oh, you have the same thing. <laughs> On viewing the rough cut, it was clear that something was missing. Adrian had more or less faded from the movie as the focus and switched to the big fight between Apollo Creed. So a reshoot was scheduled. At this time, she comes into the arena, washes the last rounds of the match. Uh, when it's over, they call out to each other, the noise of the crowd. Rocky walks away from the ringside frenzy to find her and takes her hand. This was the upbeat ending that Stallone wanted for his hero. I, I, I agree. The original ending didn't include... Um, no, that's not what I want to say. But I think the ending is is perfect this way. Mm-hmm. I think that, like you just said, we're glad that they did it this way. Right. It's the height of elation, right? And you don't you don't want to end on, on a bad a down right, note, right? Right. Especially after, like, this is from really from the moment that him and Adrian kissed. It's just been everything getting better and better and better. Right. So why why kind of make it downhill? And, and the way they ended it, you ended it on just. Rocky at the end of the fight that he went to distance and he's embracing Adrian and it's like all everything has come together everything that he's ever wanted we, the world knows he's not a bum and he got his his lady the pinnacle of his life yep what a high note this also goes to support my argument that we had on with uh, our guest TJ and Dan mm-hmm. we had a discussion of who was the second most important person in the film and um, do Taragonist the do do Taragonist and this supports my argument that Adrian is because Adrian, you know, came back for the end. You don't see Mickey mm-hmm. in the last couple of minutes of the fight, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there's no Mickey doesn't come to the ring. Like the part where he says, "Can I have my locker back?" Mick was cut out of the film. When is you actually? We haven't seen Mickey since he was telling it in the round fourteen to get up, get up. That's the last time you saw Mickey. Mickey's not even here at the end of the fight. Mickey's completely faded out of the out of the end. He tells Al Savani to cut him. Right. That's it. That's it. 
right? No more Mickey. No more Mickey. Mickey. So if Mickey was just the second most important person in the film, he would have been there at the end of the film. We may never see Mickey again. Well, you know about that. Maybe he was trampled to death. He's but a little guy. The story is old, frail. The story is Adrian and Rocky. Clearly, so it freezes. It freezes on his face, and then we fade to black as mm, the music song. changes to to like a strings version of mm-hmm. one of the songs that I, the name escapes me right now. And the credits roll. Credits. Now, did you find this interesting? How did you watch the credits, or you kind of just wrote them off? Oh, I wrote them off. I'm not watching credits. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They do everything before the cast. Like everything they do, like the production, the key grip, they do everything. They do the, you know, the the last thing you see at the end of credits, that Motion Picture Association of America globe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. logo, and then like that's the end of the movie. They do all that before they even roll the cast credits, right? And one one of the credits is uh, Joe Letizia, who was the Philadelphia liaison. Liaison? Liaison. Okay. And Joe Letizia is Little Marie's real-life father. Oh. She's Jody Letizia. So he was the liaison, I guess, between the movie and Philadelphia. Okay. But didn't the city of Philadelphia not even know anything was going on? All right. Liaison. And uh, when they... They show the credit for the Garbage Can Singer song. They call it Take Me Back. Okay. Which is incorrect. It's Take You Back. Take You Back. Take You Back. And they in, do, in the do, cast do, credits, do. they, they uh, spell Al Silvani's name wrong. It's S-I-L-V-A-N-I, and they spell it S-A-L. Sal. Did you watch the credits? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> really? But those are the only three notes I had in the credits. Uh, I have one note on the credits. What? That... This is the only film in the Rocky series not to feature the end credits alongside a stylized visual as they just appear as regular white text on a black backdrop. Hmm. For example, in Rocky II, the credits roll with a yellow and black image of Rocky and Mickey hugging. Rocky Three featured Joe Lyman. Joe, I'm sorry, there's no Joe. Featured when I say the actual name, you're gonna be like, where did you get Joe from? <laughs> Featured the Leroy Neiman <laughs> painting of Rocky and Apollo behind the end credits. Rocky Four featured a montage a black of black and white stills in the film's events behind the credits. Rocky Five featured a blue tinted black and white stills of the major events from Rocky One through Five behind the credits. Rocky Balboa featured both a montage of Philadelphia citizens and tourists running up the stairs of the Philadelphia Museum of Art, followed by an image of Rocky. So it's the only one where it's just black screen with white letters. Sure, that had something to do with their low budget. You think? Probably. Probably just wrote down How much does it cost about a picture? Paper. I don't know. <laughs> that's my only credits. No. I, did, I do have, I said that, I lied. I said that that was all I had on the credits, but Liar. one thing. The very last credit before uh, we go to black is Buckus Stallone as dog. Oh, okay. Buckus. And then we get back to the MGM logo, the iconic Arts for Art's Sake. Ours, mm-hmm. Artiste Crust. Uh, artiste gonna... something, whatever. If you want to hear about that, go listen to the pilot. The beginning, <laughs> the first beginning of the episode, right? We got to talk about how we end. Lion Roar, and that's it. Black. Mm. That's it? That's it. 
Done. I think, hold on, might have one or two other tidbits of trivia. Oh, so the later rounds of the fight were shot first. Right. And then the earlier rounds, because it was easier to get out of the makeup. Then to get into the makeup? Then to, yeah, get out of the makeup, continue shooting, then do the first couple rounds, get made up. Is that what is that similar to the fact that we're filming these final episode and we still have other ones to <laughs> similar? Same. That's all I had. I saw, I know I mentioned before that the most expensive item of the film was makeup. Yep. I, I have two things I wanted to talk about before I before I sign off for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was the um this this a uh, movie was a is a uh, you know it's a movie about I keep harping on that's about love love uh, but it's also a movie you know inspirational movie about not giving up you know having some heart some determination fighting you know keep on fighting when you don't think you can fight anymore and and, and you know hopefully people watch it and take those lessons to life you know whatever is happening in your life mm-hmm you're fighting some illnesses, some brain tumors like I have. Uh, no, nah, whatever it is, whatever you do in life that you, you bring this into your life and you, you know, you determination and you, no matter how many times you get knocked down, just keep getting up, keep fighting and, and everything works out in the end. But the other thing I want to talk about was the social, uh, this movie's had a, a big impact on social aspect of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's, I don't either. <laughs> This movie has uh, had an impact on society. Like, you know, one of the, I, I was watching um, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl this year. Mm. And um, when they were talking about, like, I, I was home with my kid and I was flipping through the channels and they had the parade on. I watched a little bit of it and they kept referring to the ending of the parade as the Rocky Steps. They didn't say the the parade's ending at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. They kept saying the, Philadelphia, the parade's ending at the Rocky Steps. And that's what they're known as in Philadelphia. Every, I mean, outside of Philadelphia, everybody knows them as the Rocky Steps. So they have that kind of impact. I mean, the movie's 42 years old. and Yeah. And 41 still, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I only know that like, I was born in 1976. But <laughs> the movie's 41 years old. And those, the, you know, the, the steps are in the movie for how long? He runs up them twice. Yeah. Once yeah. he doesn't even make it. Yeah. And they're forever known as the Rocky Steps. And people go there to run the Rocky Steps and to... You know, it's just the impact that it's had on, on whatever. But I wanted to just read a couple of little things. Like, um, this was the first sports film to win an Academy Award for Best Picture. This was the Great American Film Institute ranked the character Rocky Balboa as number seven for heroes on their greatest heroes and villains list. Oh, here's my notes about the Brazilian dubbing. <laughs> um, <laughs> looking for them before. It's only one of two boxing movies that ever won Best Picture, the other Million Dollar Baby. Philadelphia, as I just said, the steps are always, since then, have been known as the Rocky Steps. Um, And it is included among uh, a list by Steven Schneider as the 1001 movies you must see before you die. It's included among the American Film Institute's 1998 list of the top 100 greatest movies of all time. And there was one other thing that I didn't seem to write down, that um, the phrase, the quote, Yo Adrian, was on a list as, as like a top... 10 all-time movie quote. So that was just some of the, uh, I wanted to just illustrate some of the accolades of the movie. Societal impact? Yeah. Oh, why didn't you, when I said before, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Why didn't you say societal (laughs) impact? With the magic of editing, I can cut that part out and feed it to you. Okay, thank you. I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. Um, So do you know about the screenings before the movie was officially released? Yes. I do, but... People, do you know? 
he was getting good feedback mm-hmm. from the public screenings. Um, but the real test was the screening that was going to be in front of the Directors Guild. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't matter what the general audience thinks. It's like the, the Directors Guild are the people you have to impress. Sure. And I'm sure that they're difficult to impress. Probably. So Sly, during the screening, wasn't getting anything from the crowd. No laughs where the laughs should be. No excitement during the fight. It was just deadpan mm-hmm. audience just watching the, the film. So he was, you know, he just sat there after it was over. He, he was, in his words, he was humiliated. He just sat there after everybody else filed out. So it was kind of just, you know, he thought the movie was a flop. So he was just absorbing it and preparing himself for the worst. Uh, so he he walks out of the theater and he find there was about 900 people there at the screening. So he walks out of the theater and finds all 900 people from the screening waiting for him at the bottom of the steps outside mm. the theater. Right. And they all start applauding. Yeah. So he got nothing from them in, in the screening, but they all, they approved. They did. The hard to please directors guild were delighted. So we know that they had a paltry $950,000 budget. And Rocky grossed $5 million during its opening weekend and eventually reached $117 million at the North America box office. Mm-hmm. Overseas, Rocky fared just as well, grossing $107 million for a worldwide box office accumulation of $225 million. With its production budget of under a million dollars, Rocky is notable for its worldwide percentage return of 11,000%. Wow. Mm-hmm. 11,000%. Yeah. So I, I guess you can call that a success. Mm, the eleven thousand percent, yeah. Uh, as Jade said, it, it won the Academy Award for Best Picture, um, but it received ten Oscar nominations in nine categories at the Forty Ninth Academy Awards, and it won three: Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Film Editing. What it lost was Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Original Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actor. Oh, for Burgess Meredith and Burt Young, Best Original Song. For Gonna Fly Now, it lost. I wonder who it lost to. I, I know that. What, what year? I'll look it up while you're reading your things. Um, 1970. I want to say. Would it be 77? It was a, a song the Barbara Streisand sung. What year is this? I guess it would be the 77 Academy Awards. Best original song. Evergreen by Barbara Streisand. Oh, good call. I, I knew it was a Barbara Streisand movie. I think I mentioned this early on in the thing. You know um, who hosted the, the – they were the 49th Academy Awards, March 28, 1977. You know who hosted them? Who? Well, there was a couple of hosts, but Richard Pryor. Hmm. That probably was a awesome thing to watch. <laughs> what, um, what, what, what other what categories did he lose? Uh, they lost Best Actor. Peter Finch, Network, as Howard Beale. Best won. Actress. Faye Dunaway, Network. Best Original Screenplay. What? Best original screenplay. Best original score? Screenplay. <laughs> Best screenplay written directly for the screen. Um, network one. Jesus, what the hell's network? I don't know. We have to we do minute by minute network. Apparently it's more successful. Burt Young and Burgess Meredith were up for Best Supporting Actor and lost to... Jason Robards and All the President's Men. Hmm. Um, Best music, original song, you said it was Barbara Streisand. And Best Sound... Best sound was All the President's Men. <clears throat> okay. So Network and All the President's Men lost the best picture to Rocky, though. So there you have it. Well, true. Taxi Driver also. Let's get to some podcast things. Okay. Let's do it. 
So all season long, we've been harping on you guys to give us five-star reviews or any kind of reviews. I don't know. I know our, our pal Ryan uh, told us how to uh, look at international reviews, but I still haven't figured that out. So I'm going to read the seven five-star American Ooh. reviews that we got from Mondo Don't Text, which is uh, our pal and former guest, Armando Ronquillo. One episode in, and the guys are good so far. Ooh. What about the rest of them? Did you listen <laughs> well, this, to this was on September 20th. Okay. Wait, we didn't re- start releasing until October. What the hell? Armando. Armando, did you get an inside peek at Rocky Minute? Uh, American Cankles, who I think is our pal Jeff from Jane Silent Bob Minute. I consider myself a real Stallone fanatic, and these guys are definitely worth listening to. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear yeah. no bell. The 85 Bears Rule 76, which is minute by minute all-star Doug Barbo. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. Okay. Um, which is, I don't know, a reference to some movie, and I can't remember what it is. Our buddy Chris from Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Yo, Adrian, you have to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're going to eat lightning, and you're going to crap thunder. Mm-hmm. And as we learned, Jay has crap thunder before. Mm-hmm. Definitely have. Actually, the other day I did. <laughs> DJ Peterbilt. Addictive show. Love hearing the insights to the movie. Thank you, DJ. That Travis Bow, our pal and former guest. Excellent minute-by-minute podcast treatment of Rocky. But let's be honest. We all just want them to skip right to Rocky Four. You're not the only one. As Jay has said as much in the past. So uh, I mentioned a couple of our former guests, but I'd like to uh, shout everybody out that so gracefully lent their services to the podcast. Uh, Scott Corelli. Paul Sullivan, who Sully Baseball, uh, our friend and co-worker, Chris Dobrowski, Sean German, Mike Kunda, Mr. Rocky Impersonator himself, Chris Goff, our friend from Stallone Fanatics, Travis Bow, as I mentioned, Alex Thompson from Galaxy Quest Minute, mm-hmm. Jerry Porter, the indomitable, I don't know what that Snowman? word means, but... <laughs> in, 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 all right, Jerry Porter uh, from Indiana Jones Minute. Ted Sullivan, uh, writer and co-executive producer of Star Trek Discovery. Jay Clark from the Dark Knight Minute. Uh, our pal Armando Ronquillo, as we mentioned before, from Talented Slackers. Craig Cohen from the Slycast. Matt Marchand from Stallone Fanatics and Rambo Mania. And the new alternate cinematic universe podcast. Pete Mummert from the Indiana Jones Minute. Hmm. Doug McCambridge from Good Times, Great Movies. Uh, super fans and our pals Dan Harker and TJ Kaminsky, Jeff Hewlett from the Slycast, Ryan Rabalkin from the Going the Distance, the Rocky Series podcast, hey. Crystal Beth from Every Minute by Minute show ever created, and her very own The Fifth Element, hmm. Adam Spiegelman from Proudly Resents. Last but not least, Jeff Ferry and Chris Durkot from Jay and Silent Bob Minute. So we'd like to extend our gratitude you. to all of you guys. Thank you for helping out. The show wouldn't have been the same without you. Also, uh, we've been harping on you people to join our listeners group on Facebook, Mighty Mix. And these are the people that have. Why isn't it everyone? Alex Thompson, Armando Ronquillo, Chris Durkacz, Chris Dobrowolski, Christopher Dennis DeGuardia, Christopher Goff, Craig Cohen, Dan Harker, Doug Barbo, Eric Jack Nash, Blake Riley, Brandon Minton. Brian Granko, who is, uh, he's quite the Philadelphia 
guy. I, I know I posted a few things that Brian has sent me on email and I appreciate it. They're, they're great. The uh, satellite shots of filming locations and stuff, very active member. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everything you sent me, Brian. Keep it up. Charlie Ellison, Christian Romero, Christopher Goff. Didn't I say that? Mm-hmm. Um, me, Greg Delaney, Hayden Wright, Keith Armstrong, Mark Blackford, Matthew Hansel, Micah Brooks, Michael Sparks, Paul Feldman, Paul Francis Sullivan, our buddy Sully Baseball, Paul Lee, Peter Murko, Rahul Davisar, Sathaya Kanth Babu, Scott Ruiz, Shane Dawson, Shannon Nunn, Travis Roberts, Trevor O'Sullivan, Zach Clark, who's the brother of our buddy Jake from Dark Knight Minute, and the Holy King AK. You know who I didn't see on here? Nikki Harker. Oh, hold on. Jerry Porter, Greg Peterson, my cousin, uh, Jake Clark, Jason Haynes, Jason Oxner, Ugh, the troll of all trolls, Jason Oxner. He hates Rocky. Hates the movie. Thinks the movie's the most overrated movie ever. He can't stand it. Thinks it's one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> uh, our pals Jeff Ferry, uh, <laughs> Jim Skianides, Greek Skinioties. God himself. <laughs> also a very active member, Jim. I know you contributed to the page a lot and we appreciate it john fenn parker of bat minute 89 lexi da silva chris goss love uh, my adoring wife Lindsay greenberg oh matt marchand marchand nikki harker oh there she is pete mummert ryan robalkin scott corelli steve j rogers tom kaminsky tj our pal and travis bow you didn't mention my wife she's not a member she's not a member hmm. well so that's uh, everybody that's, that's a, a member of our group, and we appreciate your support and continue to uh, support us. Yes. Even though we're going, we're going on hiatus. Okay. We're, Ooh, we are going to follow up. Delightful. With- <laughs> How much is a flight to hiatus? <laughs> we are going to follow up with Rocky too, um, but we're going to take a few months off to uh, reacquaint our reacquaint to uh, reconnect with our families, and. Um, you know, prepare for Rocky too. But we are in the meantime. I figure, like once every few weeks, maybe once a month, we're gonna put out like a special episode. You know, just to let you know that we're still we're still here and we're still, you know, working hard at putting out some more, hopefully, good content for you all. So if you have any suggestions for like any hiatus episodes you want to hear, I mean, I know you're not gonna email us at rockyminute@gmail.com because we didn't get any for our <laughs> mailbag episode, but. I kid, I kid. Also, you know, keep fresh on the Mighty Mix listeners group because me and Jay have been kicking around some possible t-shirt designs for the podcast. So uh, another way that you could show your support. If we come up with anything, we're going to put them up on TeePublic or one of those t-shirt websites and uh, we'll let you know. I think that um, we really need to work, get the Jason Oxner, Mm -hmm. who we told before and hates the movie Rocky. He's an avid listener. He's listened to the podcast, but he hates the movie Rocky. We can get him on with maybe a, a, a couple guests mm-hmm. and and have a show. Do a little roundtable? Uh, let him tell us why he hates the movie and and have a little roundtable about... It'd probably be an attack on him. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm all out know. attack. All right. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. Uh, I also am going to be spending my 40th 
uh, birthday trip. I'm, me, Jay, and our wives and a couple other friends, Dan Harker, former guest, oh. and my brother's making a trip down from Massachusetts. We are going to take Mike Kunda's uh, Yo Philly Rocky film tour, finally. Mm. We're going to do it. And um, you know, maybe afterwards we'll do an episode on how that went. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, we're going to follow up with Rocky 2. Rocky 2 minute, uh, probably the f- <laughs> maybe the late fall. Mid to late fall, October, November, you know, we'll we'll post everything on the Mighty Mix listeners group so we'll keep you guys as up to date as we possibly can, all right? Mhm. Uh, but you listeners out there are the real heroes. Because we wouldn't have a podcast without you. Actually, we would. Actually, we would, yes. But nobody would be listening. We wouldn't know that, really, that month, so. Thanks so much for the support, everybody. And uh, thanks Thanks for for joining us on Rocky Minute. Minute. Thank you.